Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Welcome back to Rethink Retail's podcast. Live from Boston, we're at Etel East. With us today is Brian Beitler, the founder of Soon and the GM of Live Shop Ventures, former CMO of Curate Retail Group. Brian, thank you for being here. Happy to be here. I appreciate you having me, Kira. You know, Brian, um, you're doing a lot of exciting things at Soon, which I want to get into. Sure. But before that, I want to back up a little and yeah. where you started your career at, at Mattel. Yeah, happy to, happy to back all the way up to, to Mattel. So it's, it's interesting. So 20 some odd years in, you know, probably one of my one of my favorite experiences was kind of that first experience in kind of brand and consumer facing marketing. And so I started in their consumer affairs group. I was in strategy in the boys division for a while. And probably my favorite role was the last role there. I ran a core part of the Hot Wheels brand for a couple of years before transitioning into the retail side of the toy industry, and then I just fell in love with retail. You know, that Hot Wheels part really came to my attention. And today, you know, Mattel has released that they're coming out with a Hot Wheels movie. Yes, so, let, so much so. Let's and, back up a little bit. So 20 years head of marketing at Hot Wheels. Let's say this. Um, if you were in charge of today assigning the lead acting role at Hot Wheels movie, who would you choose and why? Oh, that is that is such a difficult, that is such a difficult question. So... Today, if I was, if I was assigning probably the lead, I think, and here's the, so I actually don't know the name of 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 right uh, this racer, but there's a there's a story, there's a movie actually being released around Gran Turismo, right? You may know that movie's also coming out, right? Which is about a bunch of kids who played video games, and one of those who made the successful transition from being the gamer to the racer. Okay, like that is the dream of every boy. And at the end of the day, right, if I could go cast him, right, that could be amazing. And I apologize, I don't know your name, uh, but I think about, right, what play was all about for young boys. And it was about the imagination of being behind the wheel. Yeah. And Hot Wheels was all about the fantasy of building the most amazing vehicles you could ever build. And so someone who's made that transition from the dream state of being on their couch playing a video game into a live car, like that is the quintessential moment of making the transition. And, and in today's world where authenticity and credibility matters, like I couldn't think of a, uh, of a better actor than someone who's actually made that transition themselves. Now, I don't know if he can act, but he can probably drive. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's a great answer. Um, let's, let, let, let's go into the present. Now here at Curate, um, you know, you guys are the what I call the OGs of, of D2C. I mean, you yeah. guys were, were there doing it, bringing product into people's homes through video commerce, v-commerce for years. Can you describe some of the core strategies that have contributed to your company's sustained success in v-commerce? Yeah, so I'd say a couple of things, and I appreciate you calling us the OG. We very much feel that way. So you know, almost 40 years ago, right, HSN and QVC, our, our two marquee video commerce brands came into existence. And they were, that was long before the internet existed, right? That's when mail order was still a thing. And we yeah. said, man, there's got to be a better way to use technology to bring consumers, you know, an understanding of products and brands. And so early on, right, we thought, how do we help best tell the story of a product? And it's best told in video. It still is best told yes. in video. And, 
you know, if you look at what the core of that is, I think there are a couple of things that are that are essential to our success and essential to anybody who's going to use video as a way to, you know, commercialize their brand, commercialize their their products. One is having voices that are credible and authentic and trustworthy. At the core of the QVC and HSN brands are hosts and personalities who care about the people they're talking to and that they're selling to, and they care about the people that they're selling for and the brands and the products that they're working on, and they care about the quality of everything that they put in front of the consumer. And I think at, at, at the core of success comes from can you find a voice, can you find people who can really storytell but do it from a place of, of sincere care and concern, and I think that's part of the power of why so many of our talented hosts can help brands unlock so much from a selling perspective and be so successful. In addition to that, I will add, we've had remarkable guests who have become, you know, powerhouse brands and founders of, of their own sort. And so, you know, you look at the power of people to tell stories and connect with people. I think that that's, that's core. I think the second thing that I would say is having a willingness to continue continually evolve your approach as the world and as consumers continue to evolve. If you were to watch QVC 40 years ago, it looks very different than the model you'd see today. If you were to, if you were to go, where would I go to see QVC 40 years ago? You'd, you'd go to a very different place than where you can go today to see QVC. So I think the other piece is, is remaining innovative. In fact, Forbes just named us one of, I think it's three, one of the country's 300 most innovative companies just a few months ago, recognizing that not only did we innovate you know, decades ago, but we've continued to innovate to try and maintain our success. That doesn't mean we haven't had um, hurdles or roadblocks. Every retail business does. But I think that willingness to be able to innovate and to move the model, but to keep people at the, at the cornerstone of it, both the customer, who, who do we want to have a relationship with, and who's the personalities, and who are the people that can really build a relationship. I love that, Brian. You talked about being the OG, but also the rookie of the year. You're the veteran, <laughs> and, you're, and you guys are the innovators. You guys are the top, so I love that. That's, that's great points. You mentioned QVC and HSN, a lot of household names. Yep. You own about half a dozen of these retail brand platforms. It's amazing. How do you differentiate them in terms of product, lifestyle, price point, engagement, viewership, and ultimately the, the customer? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it starts with what you said at the end, right? It starts with the customer. It starts with saying, who, who are we creating an assortment for? Who are we creating content for? And how are those audiences and those people different, right? So QVC and HSN, while they share customers for sure, there are customers who just love that, that shopping platform and that way of shopping, and they, they do cross over. Both of those brands have distinct customers, right? Cornerstone Brands, which is not a video commerce brand, but a retail and a, and a catalog brand, they each, each of those, those brands, Garnet Hill, Grand & Rhodes, Ballard Design, they all have unique customers. And so we're staying very focused on who's that audience and how do we continue to build products that are right for them and how do we continue to tell a brand story that's, that's important for them. But I think at the end of the day, you have to start with one of two, two things, either a customer and an audience that you're building for, or you've got to have a distinct idea that you yourself are creating and you're hopeful to find an audience for. I think we started there, but today with multiple brands, we now have a following. We now understand who that customer really is, and we're very focused on continuing to bring forward brands and products that we think are going to be loved by that consumer and bringing forward personalities and 
marketing and brand position to tell the story for those people. Yeah. Um, the theme I heard over and over and the words you echoed a lot was customer, which I love. And, you know, V-commerce, like typical legacy is, is a television business. And the V-commerce typically attracts those 45 and older customers, yeah. right? Uh, what are you doing to attract and re retain the alpha and the Gen Z consumer that everyone is chasing? Yeah, it's great. So one, I love the fact that, you, that you're using V-commerce in this podcast because, again, it wasn't really an idea that existed even you know, a couple of years ago. People talked about television shopping. People talked about e-commerce. People talked about retail footprints and retail stores. And you know, it's, you know, we believe that V-commerce is the future of e-commerce, that, that at the end of the day, the predominant way of, of discovery and the predominant way of buying decisions will be driven more by video than static product listing pages. And you can see some of that in the experience of young consumers. So I have six children. They range in age from 13 to 29, right? So I have Gen Z, pretty young Gen Z, and I have, you know, young millennial on the top end. And what's, I would say what's interesting about watching that as a parent over the course of the last, you know, decade is the way that they discover products is very different than the way that I discovered products, right? So I relied either on what I saw at a retail outlet or what showed up in a magazine that was delivered to my, to my doorstep largely. Today, almost all of those, those people, 13 to 29, are discovering product in video feeds. Yes. They're discovering travel in video feeds. They're discovering new recipes in video feeds. They're finding their spouses in video feeds, right? So almost everything is happening in video-driven feeds. And so it's why we look and go, that's the future because that's the way they discover and experience the world across every di dimension. And so for us, we had to step back to your point. Our primary vehicle of video commerce you know, was driven through our strong and traditional cable relationships where we were reaching households through partnerships with the largest cable providers. And we were in every household in America in that way. We're still in nearly every household in America, but now it's different. Now, part of it still happens through cable, but part of it also happens through streaming and other related services that we've built with an array of brands and with some television manufacturers to be direct on their installs at home because we still need to be in those homes even as fewer consumers subscribe to cable. But we also realized, and this is, this is why I'm former CMO versus existing CMO, is I stepped out of that role. I'm still with Curate, obviously, and I was the chief marketing officer, and I stepped out of that role about nine months ago to help found and build soon and to, to lead Live Shop Ventures. Because what we realized is if we were going to be successful, our next tale of innovation, we had to build a next generation shopping platform, which is soon, which we just launched into the market in March. And the whole goal there is to recognize, hey, if this is how 20-year-olds are discovering, we know how to create video content. Maybe we should think about the format, the products, and or the screen type that we should be on to be, to be successful there. And so we still feel very, very compelled and very strong about our traditional business. We know there's a, a customer out there who will continue to love the QVC and HSN brands in its traditional format, but we've launched streaming to reach the next generation of non-cable subscribers, and now we've launched Soon, which is an entirely different platform, different brand to reach 20-year-olds uh, and a different style of content. So content is very different on Soon than what you'd find on a traditional QVC or HSN channel. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the fact that you guys are incorporating things that are not soon, no pun intended, but that are successful today in right. China, like live shopping. Right. Another thing that's successful in China today is social commerce. Right. 
We've seen that with Pindudu in China. Yep. And uh, there's been a lot of tailwind in the U.S. Even my former employer, Walmart's doing a lot of social commerce yep. now. We're testing it. Have you thought about testing it on your platform soon, or is that soon to come? No. So, so I will tell you from a social commerce perspective, I'll, let me talk about right our, our sister brands, QVC and HSN. So we launched live stream kind of social-based commerce on our platform almost a year ago, uh, or over a year ago, I, I should say. It was in this November of 2021. Um, because what we realized is, hey, there's there are brands and influencers and founders um, that can tell their story differently than what's happening on our network. And there are our own consumers who appreciate that type of content. So we've done simulcast streaming. I think two years ago, we, we did a huge event for the first time where we took our network live, not just on our television, but on Facebook and yeah. Instagram and, and TikTok, right? And YouTube, because those are places where where commerce is happening. I think Coresight Retail, and I may, I may get this wrong because the numbers keep evolving as they continue to follow, but I think they're estimating over $40 billion in live and social-based video commerce in 2024, um, up from in the 20s expected this year. So it's absolutely emerging and exploding. And we've We've, of course, focused on it in our Q&H brands, but part of the reason soon exists is to say what's interesting about social commerce is if you think about Facebook or you think about Instagram or you think about TikTok, those platforms weren't really built for commerce. They serve different purposes very well, right? So, you know, you think about if you want to see what your friends are doing and what they're up to and where they're traveling to, Instagram, right, will give you that in a moment. If you want to be entertained and laughed or see the latest dance trend, TikTok will give you that in a moment. Those are huge audiences, and so people are absolutely, absolutely there, but they weren't built for shopping. I use this, this little um, analogy to help people understand. I ask people, Do you ever, have you ever gone shopping in an airport? Of course. Of course you have. Yeah. Because you're there, right? And there's retail in an airport. No, but have you ever gone to the airport to go shopping? That would be an expensive trip. Right. That would be a very expensive trip and it wouldn't make a lot of, it wouldn't make a lot of sense, right? But retail is of course there because I've got a captive audience and I know there's time. TikTok and Instagram have the same opportunity. I hope they're successful. They are they have been successful. But we also said social commerce, you know, shopping, we used to go shopping just as a pastime. Right? And e-commerce has really been successful at helping us buy but that joy of shopping just as a pastime has disappeared. And that's part of why Soon came into existence to say there should be a different kind of social shopping. There should be a different type of video commerce. Yeah. I, I love how you thoughtfully launched Soon and, and the reason because there was a need, there was a void, <clears throat> and the customer was there. A lot of retailers are also now using data as a crucial role within attracting new customers, retaining customers, increasing the lifetime value of their current customer. Yep. What role does data play in terms of maybe moving customers from one platform to the other or optimizing the customer's LTV with you? How are you guys enhancing user engagement through the shared data or data on each platform? Yeah, so I think that's it's a great question. I think it's critical. Most brands are very focused on this, particularly at scale. So depending on how young you are as a brand, you may not have invested or yet have the resources. But at the end of the day, right, data just can improve human decisions, right? So, you know, it's, it doesn't replace all the intuition with buying the right product or thinking about what, what your audience is really going to care about. But you can learn so much from all the interaction points today 
that were much, much harder to learn over time. I, I remember, you know, I'll back up 10, 15 years. I remember installing video cameras in stores to try and understand where a customer was going, which table were they stopping at, which wall were they stopping at, right? Because you just wanted to understand, could I improve productivity if I could understand those interaction points? Today, right, in the digital world in particular, right, we can see so clearly which thing got picked up off the shelf, kind of, right? So which product display did they stop on? Which video did they watch for 10 seconds instead of two seconds? We can see which thing got put in the car but never made it to the transaction. And so for us, right, it's helping to fuel all kinds of decisions, right? Whether it's the programming decision that we might make on what goes, you know, onto television and what time slot to, in the soon case, which order your feed is ultimately put in to give you the best kind of feed to browse and to have an experience in. And I think that's, that's the goal. That's the capability of data going forward. It just tells me, hey, which things do you have an interest in? And can I be better than at putting more things that are interesting too, right? Shopping's a lot more fun when you walk into a store and it has a lot of things that you like than when you walk into a store and it has one thing that you like. And, and data's job is to help us figure out how to give people experiences that have a lot of things that they might like. Yeah. I love how you traded from, you know, still in the v-commerce, but you traded from one audience, maybe the, the Gen X or the baby boomer consumer now to the alpha and the, and the, yeah. and the Gen Z consumer. So wearing the GM hat of soon, what are some of the biggest challenges and opportunities you see over the next few years building yeah, the platform? Oh, that's, such, that's such a good question. I, I would say one of which is uh, one of the largest challenges, right, is the younger consumer knows how to navigate choice so much better than the older consumer. We were overwhelmed. Do you remember hearing the antidote that too much choice is, is deadly, right? You need narrower choices and you'll sell better. And I'm like- The paradox of choice. Yes, 100%, right? We, we were, most of us who went to, to business school, you know, a couple of decades ago, like we were taught that, you know, you had to get the choice just right, right? Not enough choice, nobody'd be interested. Too much choice, nobody'd be interested. I am blown away with the amount of choice that a, a Gen Z consumer can consume or an alpha consumer right there ability to, to consume, sift, sort, and decide is just different than ours. And it's enabled by technology. So one of our biggest challenges is recognizing that, hey, they can handle more choice. And, you know, how, how do we think about what we need to build to be successful? I remember, you know, just a, a, an inside perspective I'll share with you on, on soon, right? We're like, let's build this. You know, how many videos do you think someone would thumb in a few minute session, right? And, you know, took our best guess we were like you know probably you know we we should expect 15 to 20 you know 20 videos being thumbed and kind of partially watched and moved through in a session and then someone might check out and check back in our consumer can go through 40 or 50 videos in a handful of seconds and it's an ephemeral, it's, it's, it's ephemeral consumption right right it's like the content has to be how long at max yeah so our content ranges from 30 seconds to three minutes but we realize hey i've got to show you something in the first few seconds to go can i click and go is this something yeah. is this something that you want to see and and fast enough right that, that we can stop you there so i think that notion of how much they can consume and how willing they are just to to fly past things and they'll stop if you catch their attention but capturing their attention is far more difficult than their preceding generations yep I'd love to ask you, what advice would you give a, let's say, a tech entrepreneur who's looking to enter the v-commerce space or is looking to partner with Soon 
to sell their solution? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Here, here's what here's what I'd say. Come, you know, come with a, an awareness and an understanding of the audience. So start start with with the consumer, and then again, be all the buzzwords. Be agile. Be flexible. Be adaptable. Be curious. Because at the end of the day, you know, we did a tremendous amount of, of research on the consumer before we launched our beta a few months ago. And we have learned at lightning speed much more in being in, in front of the consumer than we ever learned in the months of research and the months months of research getting to this point. So I would say a week in the market was probably as valuable as three months of research, but I'd still spend a little bit of time so you at least get to a start point where you can get someone, you know, in and at least interested in your experience. But come with, with your 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 understanding and your preconceived perceptions about what the market is and then be prepared to experiment with us and to test and try both our solution providers who have helped us build soon have done that as well as the brands who have come on to soon early on we've been grateful for their partnership and i think the last thing is patience this is this is a new field and it's like i tell people in the retail space all the time right the almost every new way of shopping gets rejected and takes time first so Main Street was rejected by the corner store odor. Then the strip center in the mall was rejected by the main streets of America and the consumers of America, right? Then e-commerce was initially rejected by everybody as ever being anything successful. And we're at that juncture where I hear people who have tried or are trying live and video commerce, and they're going, it's not really catching fire yet. We're out. Yeah. And I'm like, you'll be like everybody else who was caught, you know, last in e-commerce if you do that and there were plenty of brands who didn't get a website launched until the late 2000 early you know 25 26 you know 2005 2006 2007 even though e-commerce had been around for 10 15 years before that because like that's not going to happen it's going to happen be patient experiment but it'll be it'll be a game changer in the industry for sure perfect well Brian, thank you again for, for sitting down and, and sharing a little bit of your history, a lot of the future. We're excited to see what comes from soon. And as always, we think retail will be a huge supporter of soon and excited to see how you evolve the platform. Kara, thank you for inviting and having us here. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.